a reading from the book of the prophet Malachi. Thus says the Lord God, Lo, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me. And suddenly there will come to the temple the Lord whom you seek and the messenger of the covenant whom you desire. Yes, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who will endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like the refiner's fire or like the fuller's lie. He will sit refining and purifying silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi, refining them like gold or like silver, that they may offer due sacrifice to the Lord. Then the sacrifice of Judah and Jerusalem will please the Lord, as in the days of old, as in years gone by. Lo, I will send you Elijah the prophet, before the day of the Lord comes, the great and terrible day, to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the, the land with doom. The word of the Lord. <clears throat> Lift up your heads and see your redemption is near at hand. Your ways, O Lord, make known to me. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth. And teach me, for you are God, my Savior. Lift up your hands. Good and upright is the Lord. Thus he shows sinners the way. He guides the humble to justice. He teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are kindness and constancy toward those who keep his covenant and his decrees. The friendship of the Lord is with those who fear him and his covenant for their instruction.
Dominus Fobiscum. Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Lucam. When the time arrived for Elizabeth to have her child, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown his great mercy toward her, and they rejoiced with her. When they came on the eighth day to circumcise the child, they were going to call him Zechariah after his father. But his mother said in reply, no, he will be called John. But they answered her, there is no one among your relatives who has this name. So they made signs, asking his father what he wished him to be called. He asked for a tablet and wrote, John is his name, and all were amazed. Immediately his mouth was opened, his tongue freed, and he spoke, blessing God. Then fear came upon all their neighbors, and all these matters were discussed throughout the hill country of Judea. All who heard these things took them to heart, saying, What then will this child be? For surely the hand of the Lord was with him. Verbum Domini. We're now at the day before Christmas Eve. The church sets before us again John the Baptist. And the church sets him before us to help to assist us as we're preparing for the upcoming feast of the Lord's Nativity. And we hear of John's birth in today's gospel. And we see him as the fulfillment of those prophecies we heard about in our first reading from Malachi about the messenger of the Lord. And first of all, just a comment on a detail given in our gospel about the neighbors and the relatives. St. Luke notes that when Elizabeth gave birth to her son, her neighbors and relatives rejoiced with her when they heard this news. They truly shared in the joy of Elizabeth and Zechariah, of this elderly couple. And this is a good example to us of true fraternal charity, to rejoice at the happiness of our brothers and sisters. This is opposed to the sin of envy, which is a spiritual sadness at the good of another. When we hear about graces and gifts that God has given or bestowed upon others. St. Paul, rather, says in his letter to the Romans to rejoice with those who rejoice, to weep with those who weep. Right? We're on this journey, this pilgrimage together. And this is what a follower of Christ seeks to do. And so the neighbors and relatives that we hear about in today's gospel, they give us a good example of that fraternal charity that we should all show. Now, after Zechariah was able to speak again, which we heard about in our gospel after John was born and he was named and his name was made public, that his name is John, his mouth was opened and he began blessing and praising God. And we're told at the end of today's gospel that those that were there that witnessed this they, that, they took that to heart, that they were moved, and they asked, what then will this child be? They knew God was working powerfully in this moment right in front of their, their eyes. You know, that John the Baptist would be that man sent from God to prepare the way for the Lord. And he would also be a great saint. That's what God desires of each of us as well, to strive with the help of his grace to grow in holiness 
and to become saints. That's the purpose of our lives, to get to know the Lord, to love him, to serve him, that we might reach eternal happiness and union with him in heaven. And St. John the Baptist can help us along this journey on the path of holiness. And so here are just a few ways that he can guide us and continue to guide us along this journey. First, we know his mission, as we are told very clearly in Scripture and the Gospels, his mission was to prepare the way of the Lord and to make straight his paths. This was his vocation. And we just heard this from, in the prophet Malachi. Lo, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me. And because John had made straight the path of God in his own life by prayer and penance, his own example made that invitation to others all the more effective because they know he was, he was living what he was, what he was preaching, what he's telling others to do. Because he had made straight the path of God, again, his invitation, his call was more effective. And when we seek to root out sin in our lives and obstacles to grace, we will be better witnesses to others. When we more generously uh, live a life of prayer, more effective in preparing the way of the Lord for others, pointing them to him. And being prepared is important because as the prophet Malachi tells us, the Lord's coming will be sudden. Malachi said, suddenly he will come, the Lord whom you seek. Yes, he is coming, Malachi says. He comes to us every day in the Holy Eucharist at Mass and we await his second coming, although, of course, we know neither the day nor the hour when that event will take place. And the prophet Malachi also says today, but who will endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? So one thing to consider is the reaction in our hearts when we do think about the Lord's second coming. Does it give us a sense of peace and expectation and joy, or does it bring fear or anxiety? Am I ready? When we reflect on the Lord's first coming, the nativity is birth that often brings, can bring about peace and gratitude for what God has done, sending us a savior. But again, what about reflecting on a second coming? We wanna be spiritually prepared. And if we are spiritually prepared, when that time comes, it will be a moment of great joy. And this is what John the Baptist came to do to help us prepare for the Lord's coming. And we know that many people from the Gospels, we know that many went out to see John the Baptist and to listen to that message that he preached. And he preached a message of repentance and forgiveness of sins. And many were drawn to him and his message because there was a desire in their hearts to be freed from their sins, to be freed from the burden of sin, to get rid of that burden and the guilt that was weighing them down. And so heeding the call of John the Baptist to repent is a means of experiencing the peace that only God can give us. And if we sincerely repent of our sins and we bring to the Lord our sins with a firm purpose of amendment that is not to, desire not to do it again, we experience the Lord's mercy. This is why he gave us the sacrament of confession. And we experience in this sacrament his mercy and forgiveness as well as his peace and interior freedom. And he also strengthens us with his grace as we do need his supernatural help. We do need his grace, his help along this journey. We cannot save ourselves. We can't get ourselves to heaven. We, need, we rely upon him and his grace to cooperate with his grace. So regular confession is a very good way to prepare our hearts for the Lord's coming. St. John the Baptist also, again, lived that message that he preached. 
That is, when he referred to the Lord, he said, he must increase and I must decrease. So John knew very well that he himself was not the Messiah, although many were going to him. He did not point others to himself. He pointed others to the Lord. As we hear in the first chapter of St. John's Gospel, John the Baptist was not the light, but he came to bear witness to the light. He sought to decrease so that he could point others to the Lord. And we're called like John to practice humility so that Christ might increase in our lives and in the lives of others. And humility helps to empty us of pride. And the more empty we are of selfishness and excessive self-love, the more room we leave for God and the workings of grace in our lives. We heard in the responsorial psalm today that God guides the humble to justice and he teaches the humble his way. So we pray that he continue to lead and guide us on the path of humility. And as John pointed out Christ to others, we're reminded that we continue to find Christ, right? That we, the church continues to point us toward Christ in the Holy Eucharist. We know that he is in our tabernacles. He comes down on the altar at the consecration of every Holy Mass. As John said, behold the Lamb of God, and the church has taken up his words in the Mass. We also continue to encounter the presence of Christ in sacred scripture. We know he speaks to us in his word. And prayerfully reading scripture is a good way to get to know the Lord better. And we're reminded that we see Christ as well in those who are suffering and in great need by carrying out works of mercy. Our Lord identified himself very clearly in Matthew 25. As you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. The final point regarding how John the Baptist can help guide us as we prepare for the Lord's coming is that he did consider himself a friend of the Lord. When John's disciples told him that everyone was going to Jesus rather than to him, John said, he who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now full. So John referred to himself as a friend of the Lord. And can we say the same about ourselves? Christ is our God, he is our savior, but he also desires friendship with us. Making time to get to know him better each day is something that we will never regret. If we're faithful in spending time each day in prayer and in conversation with God, there will be a noticeable change in our lives for the good. The Lord wants us to get to know him better. Remember at the Last Supper, our Lord said, I have called you friends because I have revealed to you everything I have heard from my Father. And we know that our relationship with him is the most important relationship we have in this life. When we see the Lord, we do not want to hear the words, I do not know you. Rather, we want to hear the words, come, enter into the joy of the Lord. He's always inviting us to himself. As we get prepared to celebrate the Lord's birth in a couple of days, we ask St. John the Baptist, again, who the church presents before us today, we ask him to pray for us, that we might prepare the way of the Lord in our own hearts, in our lives, that we might live humbly after the example of St. John the Baptist and all the saints and point others to Christ, and that by our life of prayer, we might deepen our friendship with Christ, whom we're about to receive in Holy Communion. And our communion antiphon for Mass today will remind us of this very powerful reality of the Lord's nearness as it references and quotes the Lord's words in the book of Revelation. 
Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door to me, I will enter his house and dine with him and he with me.